0: Founders, welcome back to the Zero to 5,000 podcast, where we obsess over the convergence of human potential and business results. Today, our hosts, Drew McClure and Jordan Mitchell, have another insightful conversation for you. So let's jump right in. All right, founders, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm joined by the co-founder and CVO of Lost Boys Interactive, Mark Stefanovich. Mark is originally from Chelsea, Massachusetts, and was truly born to become an artist. In 2011, Mark got the opportunity to join Disney and moved to Texas to become the art director of Disney's Epic Mickey, Disney's interactive flagship game starring Mickey Mouse in an alternate version of the parks, as well as reintroducing Oswald the Lucky Rabbit back to Disney. Mark went on to become studio art director director at Junction Point, and oversaw development of Disney Epic Mickey 2. Lost Boys Interactive was founded in 2017 by industry veterans Sean Nivens, Mark, and Rod Runheim, with the executive team expanded in 2020 by industry stalwarts Chase Jones and Timothy Gerritsen. Combined, the group has over 75 years of industry experience, with experience on blockbuster games ranging across sports, adventure, RPG, shooter, sandbox, and card game genres. We are pumped to have such a creative and entrepreneurial-minded guest. So, Mark, welcome to the podcast, my friend.
1: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: So, my first question is for a creative person like yourself: What did it feel like to get an opportunity to actually work at Disney?
1: You know, that's that's a uh, that was you know childhood dream, right? You know, I mean, every you know, I want to say every artist you know dreams of like working for Disney. You know, sure. you know, I was I, uh, I spent many hours in my in my uh, in my studio uh, uh, as you know, as an artist, um, you know, in school and all that stuff, you know, always looking at all the Disney books and movies and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, and it's like oh, one day I'm going to paint backgrounds, you know, for for the movies, you know, one day I'm, I'm going to work in the studio. It'll be great. You know, I remember my parents took me to Florida when I was like a little kid and, you know, there was that fishbowl you know, that, that you could basically go in and mm-hmm. you can see all the artists working and stuff like that. And then my parents were like, let's go to Space Mountain, let's go here. And I was like, no, 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 I want to go back there. And I want to see all the artists draw. Like, just leave me here. You guys go do whatever you want to do. I'm staying here. So that's all <laughs> I wanted to do. Um, so so to get an opportunity as like an art director, that, that just blew my mind. I mean, my son was seven months when I got it. Uh, and I remember, I'll never forget the phone call, the HR person, uh, basically told me like, yeah, we know we're offering you a position, you know, here at Disney as art director, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then we, I, I got off the phone and I screamed so loud that my kid freaked out and started crying. You know, it was like, <laughs> no, 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 buddy. It's, it's actually a good thing. dad Daddy's not yelling, you know? So it was, it, it was, it was an amazing day. I'll never forget it. Like the rest, the rest of my life. So-
0: I love it. When you think back on that time, is there anything in particular that stands out that you learned about the creative process or enhancing the type of, of work that you're doing in the world today?
1: Yeah, no, there's there's so much, you know, we, uh, you know, Epic Mickey, you know, one uh, into, you know, we uh, uh, that team, you know, I, I got to say, number one, that team was an amazing team, that team fought so hard. Um, I was really um, proud and happy to be part of it. Um, you know, we, we, we worked a lot of hours, like For months sure. and months of overtime. Um, you know, some of us didn't go home, you know, like all that stuff. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, we learned as far as like what we, what, like what I took away from that, you know, like it was, <clears throat> it was really managing, you know, like, like a team of, of people And, you know, and, and really smart people, you know, and hiring people that are smarter than you, you know, I, I, there's, there's people that I know that, you know, when they hire, they really don't, you know, look for, you know, people that are better than them than themselves. Like they just look for people who are maybe like just good, good at their job and they know they can direct them. For me, I'm always about, um, surrounding myself with the content experts, you know, Mm. so whether it's a rigger, whether it's a modeler, whether it's a a, a texture artist or even a producer, like I'm all about like, like hiring people that are smarter than me, you know, like I don't need to have all the answers. Like I, like I know the path that I want to go down, you know, or we should go down, but you know, like I need to rely on my content experts to basically like, you know, carry things out and, 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 and do the job that they're supposed to do. And then it's my job to empower them to do that. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, what, what I would find or what, I would imagine is difficult is you have to kind of be like a, what's the person that leads the orchestra, the maestro, oh, uh, uh, right? Yeah. Yep, would it be yep. a maestro? Mm-hmm. Meaning that like you have so many components. So it's like complexity in what you're trying to do in video games or art or whatever, where you've got all these different content experts or uh, things mm-hmm. that, co- that need to come together and work together. How do you get those? how do you do that well how do, how do you actually bring those together so they work well together
1: you know that's an interesting question and and you know that's a that's a really great reference that you brought up because i'll never forget um when when i was talking to uh, an art director uh, that i worked with at electronic arts um you know he said the the the, the best time you'll ever be an art director is when you feel like that guy that, that that maestro basically and you have your orchestra and you're telling them hey you know you know like you know play the violin now play yes. this now do that and he said that is when like it is amazing and then you've got all the other stuff that you gotta do you know so yeah um so but as far as like bringing everybody together i mean it is i can't tell you how hard it is like it's not art you know it's not just design it's not just tech you know, it's, it's everybody coming together, you know, like, like over just like even one piece of art, you mm. know, or, you know, one piece of code, right? Like they all got to work together. And, you know, and I find like, you know, like, like in the past, if I've been on teams where like, you know, like, you know, tech's not firing on all cylinders or even art's not firing on all cylinders, right? Like the team just not working, you know, just yeah. not working at all, you know? So like, you really need to have that strongly, you know, leadership group, you know, to make sure that like like, one, you're collaborating, you know, like, on these projects, you know, Um, you know, so, you know, honestly, like, like, that's really where it starts, is to make sure that, like, everyone's on the same page, whether it's a schedule, whether it's the design, whether, you know, it's the vision, and, you know, everyone also needs to explore that stuff and be open to other ideas as well, you know, like, Like, you know, I might, I might want a vision for, for this game, but like, you know, Chase Jones, you mentioned, like, I've worked with him a couple of times uh, during my career, you know, and like, he has some like amazing, you know, like ideas, you know, yeah. Um, and, you know, Sean Nivens, you know, like, like he's got great ideas as well. We always joke that, that he's, he's the associate art director. Um, cause he's always got all these like tons of like, you know, like art direction ideas and stuff, you know, and like, and, and, you know, and he's super cool about it. You know, he's like, what do you think of this? I'm like, that's a great idea. Like, yeah, let's friggin' do it. You know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, like for me, it's not about the egos, you know, like leave the egos at the door. Like whoever has the best idea, mm. that's really what it's all about. You know, and then from there, then it's talking to, to to your leads group, you know, like the lead environment artist, to the lead designer, to lead whoever, getting buy-in from them and you know, letting them know the whole story, and then empowering them to go out and then say, how are we actually gonna do this now? You know, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the big thing, you know, um, is is putting the ownership, you know, and, and you know, responsibility on them. And, uh, and then they work with their teams, they come back and then we go back and forth of like, well, yeah, that's going to work. Maybe this isn't going to work. Like, what do we do? You know, if this happens or that happens, then we have to go back to design or design has to come back to us. And there's just always a back and forth, back and forth, like on a daily basis, like all the way, like to ship date you know yeah yeah like it's not like you write a game design doc and then you just carry it out and you're done you know like yeah like it that creative process doesn't end until literally like the discs are getting like burned you know so that's
0: that's where my curiosity is when i was mentioning earlier like what i assume because i've not been in that world but you know i did i have really enjoyed the netflix uh series the movies that made us have -hmm. you seen any of that i
1: have yep yep
0: that's just, you know, again, as an outside person not in that industry, it at least gave me an appreciation for the the story arc of how like where this where did back to the future come from? And then how did it turn into the script and then you saw them trying to hire the actors and then well they replaced that actor and how do we now deal with the scenes that that person was in? And what I started to realize was it makes sense now thinking about it, but you're problem solvers. Like yes, yeah. you have the creative side, the idea, yeah. but in the execution of it it just seems like constant problem solving
1: absolutely it really is like problem solving on on a daily if not like hourly basis you know like 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 you know the 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 show that you mentioned like i love it when you hear things of like yeah you know like like they were crazy when they were thinking of like doing a dinosaur like this and then it fell apart and and blah 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 and then you had to like fix all the problems you know because the movie's got to get done you know just like the game's got to get done you know um you know they're like and that happens all the time everything goes wrong like you can plan as much as you want and then all of a sudden you know like like something goes wrong that you haven't planned for and then you got to get in a room and brainstorm or do whatever um but yeah i i find that's that's the fun part about it because without that stuff it's really not you know all that challenging you know um, Tell me
0: about that. Is that a personality thing? Is that like a learned skill set? Because for me sometimes, too much problem solving drains me. I'm like, sure. oh, man, yeah. I don't want to make another decision. I don't want to do whatever. But <laughs> but for you, it sounds like it's actually part of the fun. Why is that? Um.
1: I don't know. Maybe I'm attracted to drama. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, you know, honestly, like, like, it's just, it's, it's exciting. Like I find it exciting, right? Like when you walk into a room and someone says, this is what we're going to do. Right. And you run all these permutations in your, in your mind. You're like, no one's done that before. Mm -hmm. And you're stopping. You're like, well, now what? okay, well, we don't know how we're going to do this, but we're promising to deliver this in like eight or nine months or, or two years, whatever it is. Right. And everyone's making promises like of like, you know, like, like, yeah, we're going to do this. But in the back of your mind, you're like, I don't know how we're going to do this. Like, and then like, you know, you get through like month one through like six or whatever your milestones are. Right. And, you know, things are going wrong and, you know, you get to kind of like move, you know, move the needle, do whatever you need to do, you know, like you know, get with design, get with art, you know, like, you know, figure out all the problems, you know, like tech will come in and be like, what are you guys doing? This is impossible. Da, da, da. Or like, Hey, you guys are doing something wrong or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, and then we all meet back up and we're like, cool, let's refigure it out this and that. And, you know, usually on, like on a lot of games, I'm not going to say every game, but on a lot of games, you're in that struggle, like literally to about, I'd say the last like three to four months before you ship, but then you look back and you're like, wait a second. Like that thing just happened. That thing that we were in the room that we promised everybody, like that we had no idea what we were gonna do. Like it's here. Like it's here. Yeah. It's like it's the weirdest feeling, you know, because like the whole time you're like, ooh, you know, like you like you have this like roller coaster ride of like, yeah, we're gonna do it. Oh, I don't think we're gonna do it. Oh, okay, we kind of can do it. Oh, we're screwed. And then like all of a sudden you wake up and you're know, like, we're here. Like what happened? Yeah. And to me, like, like, that's the magic. Like that is what I call magic. Like a lot of people laugh when I say it, right. Like I'll be in meetings and I'll say, yep, let's just create magic. You know, like, where's the magic? Cause one day like magically it's going to happen. And some people kind of get it and some people don't. Cause I I sometimes get like weird looks given back. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no. I mean, like, magic Metaphor. is, you know, like you go through all the stages and then it happens. Yeah. But it's a magical moment when you realize, like, oh crap, we pulled that off. You yeah. Know? And that's yeah. super cool. I mean, that's got to like, be like, like, like I can't imagine what like Spielberg went through, like when like he saw like that T Rex like come on screen for the first time, right? Like, yes. No one that, never did that before, right? And
0: and that dude that did it went rogue, right? Like from what I remember watching that they kept telling him no we're doing the physical animation yes and you're not allowed to do this and he kept going back to his computer working in private and then he slipped it into the screening and when spielberg saw it he's like what's that we're doing that and i'm like oh that's such an amazing moment
1: it is it's crazy you know so that's what i love i love the magical moments you know like that's what's really awesome to me you know yeah and yeah it's draining like don't get me wrong like there's days where you know it's eleven o'clock at night and I can't even see straight, straight, and it's just like, all right, it's bedtime, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you've got kids too, right? Or you've got yeah. an a eight kid.
1: Uh, I have two kids. One's uh, one's twelve, going on thirteen, and uh, one is uh, one is nine, uh, going on thirty five. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: so for me, and I've I gotta remember, I have two questions I want to get back to, but uh, while sure. we're on the while we're on the subject um I my mind is draining in a different way so often whether it's on this podcast this is my second one today or the clients that we serve I'm doing coaching or training or whatever it's mentally I'm focused all day and then I have a hard time sometimes switching gears or finding the energy at the end of the day when I you know go right now I work from home but I go downstairs and the kids are like ah and they're like so ready to play and I'm like oh I am freaking dead Do you have that challenge? If so, like, how do you navigate that where you just are spent, and you still got life outside of this?
1: Dude, I, I, I get, I mean, honestly, like, like this is like a, for real response. Like, like I could not do this if it wasn't for my wife, like hands down, like my wife is a champ, you know, like, like we, when, um, uh, uh, there, there, there was a game that I went to go work on and, and it fell apart between my interview to getting there. And I went there and I was like, like the second day I was like, oh man, like, oh man, like this, this, this is trouble. Like, this means like 14 hour days for like, like at least eight or 10 months straight. Yeah. And I remember going home to my wife and just being like, look, you know, we kind of did this to get a better life. And she's like, nope, this is your dream job. Just go. And I was like, like go go, like 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 you're good. And she's like, yep, don't worry about me.
0: Wow. I was like,
1: all right. And like ten months later, I saw her. Um, lost the same thing. I mean, my wife is so amazing that like she she also bakes cakes, uh, by the way, um, and uh, she she does it professionally, and um, and sugar dusters are company. Um, and uh, and Two she great uh, so, lost and so sugar dusters. Right. Yeah. And so, and so she, you know, like, like she does, this, she does that on the side too. So we're both busy and have like kids. Right. But like yeah. for her, like, like she'll even make cakes for like lost boys and stuff like that. You know, like, I mean, lost boys is part of like the family now, you know, like my kids are about, about lost boys. Like there's, there's nothing that's ever said throughout the other day that does not revolve around lost boys. Um, mm. So, but again, it really comes down to my wife, like picking up all the slack, like, you know, picking up, you know, like all my coffee cups to, you know, just like, you know, dealing with the kids and schoolwork and all that stuff while I can just yeah. like stay in this room and, and do what I need to do, you know? So
0: Well, I want to get, right after this question, I want to get into the story of Lost Boys and what went, yeah. into, went into that decision and all that kind of stuff, but back to just the, I'm so fascinated by the idea of hitting roadblock, roadblock after roadblock, because I see it all the time just in business where the unexpected happens and you got to figure out how to pivot or whatever, but have you had a project that wasn't able to overcome the setbacks. Like, does that happen?
1: Um, I've never worked on a project that I've never shipped. Um, wow. So I want to. I think that's accurate. Uh, and and yeah, I've been very lucky. Like, I've known developers that have like been like seven years, eight years, like n- like not even shipped anything. Mm. And and being at at EA for seven years. Like, I think I shipped over like 18 yeah. titles and that was amazing in itself, you know? Um, yeah. and that's yeah. really where I learned a lot was EA, like EA Tiburon. I have to say like those guys, you know, on Madden and and NCAA football and all that stuff, like those guys, like have their process, their system, like it is an amazing studio. Like if you want to learn, learn about game development and process and all that stuff, go there. And they are workhorses as well. Um, So yeah, it's, it's a great studio. So I I still love those guys.
0: It was a sad day for me when they stopped making NCAA. That was, yeah yeah. (laughs) I loved playing that game in college with actually my, my co-founder of this, the business I run now, we were college roommates and we loved playing NCAA football together.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. I worked many years on that. Wow.
0: (laughs) Well, there was one, I don't know if you knew this about the game or not, but there was one hack that we found that was amazing. If on kickoffs, if you raised the thing all the way up, like you got to aim where the kickoff was, and we found a way to aim it just the right way, straight up and to the left, you could kick the ball up, run as fast as you could when it was past 20 yards, jump over the other team and touch the ball first, and it, you would get the ball. So we, we literally we literally found a way to never give the other team the ball.
1: We, oh that's amazing.
0: So we just, we could do it over and over again and they would just never be on offense because we'd just kick it off and on an onside recover it that way. I was like, I wonder if the creators know this this is it's in here and we've cheated them, right? Uh, so back to back to my question. Sure. what I'm curious what I'm curious about is, so a friend of mine who who's a Navy SEAL would talk about one of the ways that they thought about dealing with complex problems, you mm-hmm. know, like when they go through Hell Week. He said the people that quit were the ones that were always thinking about all that was left to all that was left to do. Like if it's this hard on day one, they're already mentally imagining day two, day three, day four, and it yeah. overwhelms them and they would quit. What they taught the ones that were successful is how to chunk, so that mm-hmm. you never thought past. If you if it was nine a.m., you were only thinking how can I get to lunch. And then at lunch, you were thinking, how can I get to dinner? And that chunking, like breaking it down into small pieces and just focusing on that, eventually, you'd be like, oh, crap, it's already Thursday. It sounds yep. similar in the creative world that if you thought about all the months of work and all the things we have to figure out, you might be overwhelmed and paralyzed. Do you guys feel – a? do you have a similar type process, even if you talk about it differently, that you're just situation-by-situation um, situation focused? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of how it yeah. works?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, so for me personally, like um, like I like to plan out as much as I can um, through the entire project. Like, okay. like I like I want to actually see the 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 whole plan, like from beginning to end, whether it's two years, six months, or or whatever it is. But then, you know, to to your point, we do chunk it up. So we do have um, sprints that we that we work in. And those are like usually two week sprints so we have this this, kind of
0: agile scrum type sprint
1: exactly yep yep absolutely and so like so for me i go all the way down to the detail to try and plan out as much on the art as possible and then we have our 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 high level monthly milestones and then from there we have we have our sprints that we're working towards those milestones but we always have that that schedule that that i've created for like at least a year or two that we can go back to to say are we on track are we a month off? Are we only like a week off? Are we only days off? You know, like mm. for me, it really helps me see down the path of like, how far are we off? Cause you're always going to get off no matter what that's just development, you know, like yeah. sometimes the pipelines get you. So in the, in, in, in the beginning, things like that. Right. And yeah, you're right. Like if you think about it, like, like on a, on a level of like, you know, like, like task by task by task, it absolutely gets overwhelming, no doubt, you know? So, but yeah. you know, it's something where where, the, where it helps, the, helps the team focus with the sprints. But, you know, for me, like, I just enjoy like, like, I actually enjoy planning for like two years out. Um, mm. Like, I like, I look at like five year plans for myself, 10 year plans. Uh, I'm always looking at like, what is the future, you know, like, like, and, and what are the goals? Like, I break them down as far as like 10, five, one year, and then what I have to do every month. For how I'm going to hit those one year goals. And then how does that affect my five year goals? And so on, you know, is
0: it is that always localized to professional goals? Or is it more encompassing at times
1: that, you know, people laugh at me all the time, but like, uh, you know, and, and, and I even laugh at myself, you know, like totally about this, but like, I have three schedules for my life uh i have like i have my work schedule i have a personal schedule like i even like my wife hates it but like i try and plan out our schedule like like our 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 vacations and then she's like no we're on vacation like there's no planning on (laughs) vacations but if i don't plan i fall apart and then all of a sudden like like i'm just like a slug and i don't do anything i'm like there's no plan in my in my phone i don't know what to do now you know so so i need that plan to like really like like, you know, look at what I'm doing, you know, for like the week, the day, you know, like all that stuff, you know, and then I get like, then I get amped up, you know, I'm like, cool, this is what we're going to do. And then like, if I'm behind, like, then I'm like, cool, how do we move stuff around? And how do I fix this? Right. It goes back to the problem solving that that, that you're saying, like, I love to do that. You know, like, like I'm personally behind in my goals right now, you know, like for my personal goals, whether it's music or this or that, you know, so I always, I always chunk those into like, like everything from like, like personal growth, um, you know, like, uh, um, I play, I play the bass and drums. So I've got like those goals, you know, I, I also, um, you know, then, then we've got work goals and I'm also a traditional painter. So I've got those goals. And so it's just nothing but goals, you know? So, <laughs> um, you know, but like, but I like to see like what I can hit and what I can't hit. And then I like to look at the trends like every year, you know, cause I've been doing this for since 2007, I want to say, um, wow. like like keeping track of this. So I took a uh, Tony Robbins course um and uh, and learned how to, you know, do the whole, you know, three, which, four. Which five. course was that? I did I did the personal power uh two. And then I did the date with destiny and I did another one as well. I forget the name of it now, but, uh, but I loved it, you know, like it's super motivating and, Mm -hmm. you know, and and like they're, they're little tools that you can get, right. You know, just like, Ooh, I just got a real cool, you know, screwdriver right now. I can fix this, you know, or a good hammer, or this and that, you know? And and then seeing the trends, like, like now with, with, with lost boys, like I know there's months that I should not set, any personal goals whatsoever, because like they're always red, and I and I color my color mark them too, like red, yellow, orange, green, light green, you know, like <laughs> for like yeah, I, I get that into the 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 weeds for it, you know. But like when so I see red. all the red, you know, after three four years, I'm like, there's something going on between January and March that I should just like not do goals, because then I get down to myself of like, man, I'm not I'm not hitting this. What's wrong with me, you know? And so this year I was able to actually like, like totally extrapolate, like all that data, you know, of my life, you know, like now that Lost Boys is my life of like, Hey, you know, like this, this is not good. Like, let's not put that much pressure on you. Like, let's yeah. just focus on Lost Boys from January to June and, and we're good, you know?
0: Yeah. So. What did you, what did you learn from looking at the data? Like what, what was, what, what was happening in the times that you found it difficult to have extra goals is it just that it always falls on a busy period like it's it's the lost boys or whatever is taking up so much time that you just have no bandwidth for that
1: yeah absolutely we um um i learned like like well i didn't learn but you know i I always knew but uh but you know like we have all these conferences that fall on certain dates and so like You know, there was, uh, you know, like, like we have GDC every year that comes up and either we're doing like this really big demo or trailer or something like that, that we're doing. And so like from January to like March is just gone completely, you know? Um, And, you know, like, like everybody else, right? Like, you know, December, you know, or November and December, right? you got Thanksgiving and, and your holidays and all that stuff. So like, you know, you're eating a ton, you're trying to relax. And then like New Year's Eve resolution is what? Go to the gym. Get healthy, you know, like, oh, I haven't painted in so long. I need to create all these paintings, right? You know? Yeah. yeah. And then like they always say that like the busiest times in gyms are in January. And then February is when like all of a sudden it's a ghost town again. You know? Of course. And and that's what it's like. And so, and so now that I recognize that stuff, like, like now I've got 2022 coming up. Like this is my planning like time of like where I get to, you know, assess like my situation and my life and everything and You know, and I, I kind of go into a cave, you know, and and I'm like, where do I want to grow, you know, in the next year or two, you know? And, and so like this year, part of my growth is like, we're not going to go heavy in the months of January (laughs) to March. Like that's part of my growth, you know? (laughs)
0: Yes. Yeah. One of the things i found to be helpful is actually an article I read years ago. I wish I could credit who it was. I just don't remember, but I remember the concept was that most people and their goals are either a 10 or a zero. And it's the stopping and starting that's the problem. And so mm-hmm. the, what he said was like, be realistic. If during these months, it's just not likely that you're going to be at a 10, meaning whatever the most extreme version of progress looks like, or commitment looks like, could you turn it down to a three instead of turning it all the way off because mm. he said, you take, it takes so much energy to get that back. But if you had just yep. turned it down to three, something very manageable, Maybe it's not exciting in terms of, you know, for this person, you're talking about exercising. So it's like, all right, if normally you'd like to go five days a week and you work out an hour a day, that's a 10. Well, a three might be during this season, I at least walk. I go on walks three times a week. He's always like, yep. you're still doing, you're still like in the mode of like, yeah, I still, I still make deposits in this area. And it's easier to then crank that back up when you feel like you have more time versus like, well, I totally gave up on it. And now I've got to get all the willpower back to – get moving again and all that kind of thing. And that's really helped me over the years kind of just turn certain things down for a season and then crank them back up. when I feel like I have the, either the desire or the capacity to take it more seriously.
1: That's great. That's actually really, really good advice. You know, like, like I've been, I've been trying to get back into drumming and stuff, you know, and I, and I, and I belong to this whole subscription thing and, and I'm like, yeah, this, I'm going to do all these, these courses, right? Like all through yeah. the month, get to this level and that level. And like, I probably just need to be like, we're just going to complete one level in a month. And that's it. Not like yes. eight, you know, yes. like, so yeah, so totally. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. And again, it's helped me because I used to yo-yo just in terms of like commitment to like to the gym or to whatever. And now it's been like six years that it's been pretty consistent. And it's because I've allowed myself the flexibility to have something between 10 or zero you know like yeah it was really good for six months and then these last six months business has been so crazy life has been so crazy that i just i'm like i i just okay i'm all right That i'm only going to the gym two days a week and the other times i I might just go on a walk if i don't have the energy to go to the gym that day and i'm like hey i'm still engaging in that area and but i'm you know anyways it's been helpful so you might with your art with your drumming with whatever just like what would a three look like right now that still scratches that itch
1: yeah i can
0: see a little bit of progress but it's not super heavy not super time intensive right
1: totally that's awesome nice nice yeah
0: I, again i wish i could credit whoever the uh, the author <laughs> of, of that idea was um so uh, now i really do want to know you go from these really awesome projects working with some great companies to going off not on your own you know you, you started with some friends but but starting Lost Boys, what was the, what was the impetus for, for starting this?
1: So, um, so after, uh, after Epic Mickey, I went to, uh, I went to Rosetta Stone and did a, 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 a uh, or started a children's, uh, learning, uh, gaming, um, division cool. there, uh, with, uh, um, with a couple of, uh, people and, um, and actually, uh, my, my studio manager, uh, from, uh, from Epic Mickey, uh, and really good friend, uh, he went there as well. And so him and I together, uh, helped help basically do this. Um, but after about a good, good, I think like year and a half, the CEO was like enough of this. We're going back to, to, to our old ways of, of, of thinking, you know, which, you know, which was fine. So from there, you know, like, you know, I, I you know, I did like one little, you know, startup that went okay. Um, but then, you know, like like being in the South for about a good like 11, 12 years, I started missing all the seasons and all that stuff. And uh, and, and I applied for a uh, uh, an art director job uh, here in Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, it was a really big mobile title. Um, so I came up and uh, and started working on that title as well as another title. And they ended up selling uh, one of the games uh, for a, a good, good chunk of money. And, um, and basically like they had to make the call of like, Hey, we don't need two development teams. So, you know, sorry, you know, you guys are, are out, um, you know, which is like, fine, you know, that's business. We get it, you know? And so my partner and I, Sean, uh, you know, we started Lost Boys, uh, you know, together we were, I think we were having coffee, uh, um, and, and Sean was just like, well, you know, what if we do this ourselves? You know, like, what if, what if we do, you know, like outsourcing or, you know, co-dev like ourselves. And I was like, man, I was like, that's crazy. I'm going back to Texas. It's too cold here. So, (laughs) um, so, but it was like a week before Thanksgiving and I was like, you know what, we've got two months, like, but I'm, I'm heading down to Texas in January, you know? So let's see what we can do in two months. And, um, and so the funniest story, um, or not funniest, um, there's funnier stories, but, uh, but the funny thing was, is that Is that Chris, I think it was Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve, but a huge blizzard basically coming in and we get a call from Tim Garrettson, our COO now. And he was, um, I believe the biz dev guy for Human Head Studios. And, uh, and so he called Sean up He was like, Hey, can you guys get over here? Like in an hour or two, like storms coming in, but we really want to talk to you guys about like the first of the year. And, you know, we have like a whole bunch of contracts that, that, that got dumped on us and we really need your help so um we were like yeah, absolutely so we headed down there right away got in there was no snow um and then you know we're we're talking away and you know trying to figure things out and they were like cool like can you guys start you know like January 3rd like you know like we'll probably need like four or five people do you guys have staff we're like oh yeah totally like like we've got people don't worry about it you know <laughs> and, uh, and you look at
0: them happened. who do we have
1: a little bit and um (laughs) and so we uh uh so we got out of there and there was like six inches of snow and we're all going home and uh and so throughout like those two months we started hiring and you know like i've got like like you know uh longtime friends and 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 partners and outsourcing and all that stuff so i was really confident we could easily get you know get the teams and all that um and we we literally started in january um and, uh, you know, it was a, uh, it was an interesting, you know, moment for the first time, like, like, you know, like, like anybody can do an LLC, right. Like overnight and stuff like that. But like, like you really want to test, like, you know, like someone who like, you know, you've known for like a year and you're like, yeah, let's go into business together. Like putting both of your names on a bank account yeah, is yeah. a very interesting moment because like the only, the only person I've ever opened a bank account with is my wife. And like, other than that, like, it's also Sean Nivens now. And so it was just very interesting of like, this is really odd. Like, and I was like, are we getting married? Like, is this what it's like, you know? And it's like, yeah, I think this is what it's like. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so we started, uh, uh, we started Lost Boys, you know, like, I mean, you know, officially, I think, you know, I guess November really. Um, But, um, but on paper, I think it was uh, January 3rd uh, is, is really what it was.
0: Wow. Um,
1: and, uh, and we started with human head and we, we, we built a team up. um, you know, like programmers and artists. And I think we quickly grew to 12 people within six months. Um, and, uh, and we were, we were basically in their offices. Like I had my own office, you know, like Sean had his own office, but then like, all the other people were like out on the floor as well. So it was like this, this interesting, like hybrid of like, how do you put two companies together in the same office, you know? And it was their office. So like, in some ways, like, like I felt like I was sleeping on like a friend's couch for like, you know, like a good two or three weeks. And like, they're kind of like, Hey, when are you going home? You know, like you it's sure. time to like you know go go back to like your parents' house or wherever you're going to go. You know, <laughs> um, so but we could see the you know the writing on the wall. And they weren't mean about it or anything like that. They you know we could just we could just feel like they were growing. You know, we were growing. Like there just wasn't enough space. So um, so we ended up getting our our own offices, and the craziest thing happened. So um, I was in the office setting things up, and I was alone, and the Landlord's dad just walks into the office. Um, it's a really small office, 800 square foot office, right? And we jammed ten people into this 800 square foot office. Wow. Okay, like we literally like every every inch in space we took advantage of. And I forget, like I'm I'm sitting there pouring coffee, and here comes this guy, you know, who looks like or- Oral Redenbacher. right? <laughs> and and I'm like, can I help you? And he's like, you know, I started my business here. And I was like, well, nice to meet you. And he was like, he's like, my son owns the building. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You're, you're the landlord's dad. That's awesome. You know? And he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, this is how we started the business. He's like, he's like, we didn't own the building back then. We started in this room. I was like, wait a second. So you started the business here and then your son buys the building. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, wow, that's, that's a great story. He's like, this room makes millions of dollars, just so you know. He's like, you guys are going to be millionaires, trust me. <laughs> and and I was like, all right, all right, sounds good. Okay, like, I just want to keep the doors open for two years because, like, we're really creating Lost Boys to, like, like, have ourselves, like, have paychecks and, you know, afford mortgages and stuff like sure. that, right? And then it turned into, like, 12 people. And then it's like, oh, I guess, yeah, we're a company now, you know? And to hear him say that was just like, was very interesting. I remember telling Sean that I was like, Hey, you're ready to be a millionaire. You know, like this guy came in and said like, you know, we're going to create millions of dollars, you <laughs> know? And so, so we're laughing and stuff like that about, about, you know, about that one. Um, yeah, but, uh,
0: very serendipitous.
1: But yeah. Yeah. It was pretty wild, you know? So,
0: well, what has been, if anything, the biggest difference in, cause you're in the same industry doing very similar work, but now it's your thing versus working for somebody else what are what have been some of the biggest differences there
1: um as far as differences go like you know i've i've always approached work like 120 percent you know i've never ever like like i could be on you know like like i I tell everyone that's like in interviews or you know pictures or whatever like i could be on my little pony or you know i could be on call of duty And it's always 120%, you know, it's never like, eh, it's just my little pony, who cares, you know, or something like that, you know, like, we've definitely taken jobs that, you know, like, like, weren't always like 100%, like in our wheelhouse or whatever, you know, but like, we never phoned it in, we never ever, you know, said, ah, it's just this client, who cares, you know, because the one thing that Lost Boys is all about, those are all about relationships, you know, I think that's the most important thing to myself, to Sean, to, to our partners, and, and we, we always instill this in every Lost Boy is like, these are relationships, these, these are, 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 people that were that you're gonna be working with for years and years and years to come, you know, um, and, you know, we don't want to be, you know, like that that code of, you know, studio that we're like, well, you know what, it is nine o'clock. So, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna say, see you later. You know, like we always go the extra mile. We always, you know, put in, you know, like extra time and, you know, do, do the job, you know, like we, our philosophy is, is embed yourselves into the team and, and try and make sure that it's as seamless as possible, you know? So like, like, like producers or leads or whoever, like, don't feel like you know like oh you're lost boys like it literally is like you you're part of the team and they forget that you're a lost boy you know um and sometimes that can create like a like an identity crisis you know sure like am i am i a lost boy or am i like this client you know like you know employee like like you know sometimes it gets a little weird and so we have to try you know really hard to you know to um you know, to socially make sure that like everyone, you know, you know, is, you know, huddled up and, you know, knows that like, and, and understands like, you know, we care about everyone or, you know, like everyone's friends and, you know, we try and do stuff online, you know, especially with, you know, the whole COVID thing. feel sure. you know, like we try and throw online parties or get togethers and things like that, you know.
0: What's it mean to you to be a lost boy? I'm assuming it's an homage, a throwback to Peter Pan in some way.
1: It is. And man, I'm so glad you said that. Cause usually everyone's all about the vampire stuff, you know? So <laughs> we're like, it's not the vampire stuff. It's, 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 it's the whole Peter Pan stuff, you know? Um, you know, um, Sean thought of this great, uh, tagline where it's, um, we're basically like we're, we're doing new swag and hopefully this is going to have, uh, have it in it where it's, it's basically magic, mischief and mayhem, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so for us, you know, it's like, it's the magic that I was talking about, right. Of like, promising something that there's no way, you know, you're going to be able to do, but it happens. Right. And then yeah. like the mayhem, like is all the way through it, you know? And like the mischief is just like, yeah, we did it, you know? And everyone's like, rah, 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 you know? So. That's awesome. So,
0: yeah. I love that. I love, I mean, again, just even the idea, the image and the feeling I get just thinking about the lost boys, especially in the creative field you're in, uh, it just, I have, a, it feels meaningful. So that, that's really cool. Um, it really
1: is yeah i mean i mean honestly it really is like our like like our our team like i have to say like like i tell everyone this like in interviews, like we have like kind of like the no a-hole rule and you know like we're really family friendly and we truly are you know like we try and like really extend that out and and we always like you know like if people are going through like any hardships or whatever we really do our best to like be like well how much time do you need off you know like what do you need to do like how can we help you know like 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 everyone that works you know like in the art department stuff like like you know most of them know me really well you know they know my wife's name my kid's name my dog's names like all that stuff you know mm. and, and I try to make it a point to you know really understand who they are and stuff like that you know I mean we've grown really big um you know like over the past you know a couple of years so that's getting harder and harder to do um but you know like still trying to make efforts to make sure you know that can happen
0: what's the size of the team there now
1: right now um so when so the the interesting fact for lost boys was we were we were about 20 people um literally when COVID hit hmm. and when it was time to go home i was like Eesh, this is not gonna be good and we just blew up and now we're 165 um, What? 165 yeah so you went 20, from, 20,
0: you went from <laughs> 20 people to 165 <laughs> yep how what yep that is that is explosive growth what what happened
1: um you know we we uh we signed with an agency uh um i think the year before and you know we did all the 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 conversations with everyone uh their uh um their name is ism a great bunch of guys uh they are awesome uh the cool thing about them is like, they're not like a sleazy agency where they're like, yeah, I'll sell anything you want. You know, um, they're actually like a whole bunch of guys from like, like all the corners of the earth. Uh, Mm. and, and we always bring them like all of our new ideas and stuff like that. And they're brutally honest. Like, they're like, Nope, that's not going to do it, you know, or yeah, that's the ticket. Let's go with this, you know? So, you know, they're always looking out for our best interest and not just looking to make a buck as well. Uh, they have a long, long, long history in, in the gaming industry of like being the best agency. Um, so they also have their reputation on the line too. Um, so that helped with growth a lot. Uh, when they came down to our 800 square foot office, they're like, you guys got to move like, because next year you guys are going to, are, are, are going to grow. And we were like, all right, I guess we'll take the gamble. Let's grow. And we moved into uh, almost 5,000 square foot office uh, in December and then got everything set up in January to basically go home in March uh, for COVID. (laughs) So we're like, not only, not only did we do this and we don't have any, have any more clients, but like now we're paying for this, this extra office space that we're not going to use. But, you know, like, like after like a year, year and a half of like, you know, like, like us being with, with, with ISM, like they, you know, and, and being introduced to a ton of people, like, one client came out and was like, Hey, you know what? Like we need 37 people. Like, do you get, do you have 37 people? And we were like, well, you know, a lot of our strategy is about hiring good people, you know, and doing a great job. And so like nobody that I know as a company has, you know, 37 people just doing absolutely nothing, you know, like I I just don't know anybody, you know, like maybe like four or five, like, you know, that they're working on personal projects, you know, for the company, but like, not 37 and not 90 and not whatever. So, um, so for us, you know, we're about, you know, like let's do ramp ups, you know, over, over like, you know a couple of months, things like that, you know and, and and we had a really good core, you know, team that that we could put on that project, which, was, which is great. Um, And, uh, and so that happened, you know so we grew from 20 to like 57 and then we took on another project and another one, another one, another one, you know we were just like, should we stop? Should we keep going? You know? Um, cause honestly, like we did hit a rough patch, like I think like year two and, you know, we had to make some hard calls and things like that. And so, you know, like we were taking on like three month contracts, five month contracts, you know, things like that. And man, that's a tough way to live. You know, like when you're taking on three, four month, five month contracts, like you see the cliff and you live the cliff every day, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, especially when you run your own business, like like, like, uh, Sean and I laugh all the time of like, like, we always feel like we're living six months into the future, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, so for me, like Christmas has already passed, you know, like we're already in April at this point, you know? Um, you know, cause you gotta see down that, you know, down that path, at least, you know, six months, you know? And so like for us for payroll and all that stuff, you know, like it, it really hurt, you know, like, you know, back in that day. And so I think we're, we were, or I know we were in that mode of just like, let's just take it all, you know, like we'll just hire, we'll do it. You know, we'll work our butts off. I mean, you know, like I was doing artwork and then, you know, like having dinner. And then after dinner, then I'd jump on, you know, my MacBook pro, watch some movies while surfing LinkedIn and hiring and sending out emails and this and that go to bed at one o'clock in the morning, wake up at 5. AM, you know, do it all over again, you know, and like, and that was the cycle. And we, we, like, I, I mean, for myself, especially for the art department, we just learned that, like, that's how you do it, you know, like, mm. that's how we can hire people really, really fast, and so we were going by, like, 13 to 20 people a month, um, it was, it was wild, uh, I mean, we went from, like, you know, um, you know, like, like, Tim and Chase came on, you know, like, that year when, when, or right before we blew up, and they were totally instrumental in it, it was, it was great, it was, like, thank God we got them, Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been great having the five of us be partners versus just like Sean, myself and Rod. Um, we all come from different backgrounds. We all come from different perspectives. Like we definitely fight like brothers, you know, we definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, hug it out like brothers, you know, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like we we're really tight. We talk every day, every morning, you know, there's days where we just don't say anything and we look at each other and we're like, all right maybe we sync back up at three o'clock whatever you know what I mean so yeah. um but we always have that connection every single day you know and, and 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 it's been awesome you know and I'm super humbled of like where we're at from like Sean and I not having basically like you know like jobs and stuff to like to say like we're 165 and we're probably Crazy. Gonna, like we're probably gonna be well over 200 by like January February so um, wow
0: congratulations
1: so, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Super appreciate it. It's yeah. It's crazy.
0: It sounds like that. It sounds like that landlord's dad was right. There was something on that room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We'll have to send him like some kind of like, you know, like bottle of like whatever, you know, that he likes. So. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, we're not,
1: we're not millionaires or anything. So, but you know, the the company's doing well, you know, like, you know, knock on wood. So, but I don't take any day, you know, for, you know, for granted, you know, that's for sure. So
0: absolutely. Well, this has been awesome. I want to get to our lightning round questions, and then I'll let you get back to your day. So, good. So question number one, if you could ingrain one message into your entire organization, what would that message be?
1: Um, do your best, be honest, and basically make sure you do everything with pride and passion.
0: Mm, love it. Okay, question number two. What is the single best advice you've ever gotten about growing your business? And also, what was the worst?
1: (laughs) Uh, The best advice was stop worrying so much about the future Hmm. uh, because there's always ways to fix it. Uh, The worst advice, uh, which we never listened to, was like, just take the contract. Don't worry about it if you screw it up. Like, like there'll be more later. Um, (laughs) And that's not our philosophy whatsoever. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) I love it. All right. Number three. What causes you currently the most stress or worry leading your organization?
1: Oh man. Um I would say I'd say the happiness of 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 all of the Lost Boys. You know, I want everyone to come in and feel motivated and happy and, you know, like like you know, everyone just feeling good. You know, it would break my heart to hear like someone coming in and saying, I'm miserable coming into work every day. I don't want to do this, you know, at all, you know, because, you know, like I want to create a fun environment, you know, like, I mean, we all do, you know, like, like a fun environment, you know, like make sure everyone's, you know, like, like super, you know, pumped and and, and psyched to come into work every day, you know, yeah. and also make sure that they, that they feel empowered. That's the big thing, you know,
0: Love it. All right. Question number four. What is the big audacious goal that you have for this company?
1: Man. Uh, you know, the goal would be to keep growing. Um, you know, like like I said, our, our, you know we've we've grown so much. Um, I'd love to keep growing. I'd love to you know make sure that we we're 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 going into even like different avenues of like you know different genres and things like that, and we're not pigeonholed just into one uh, um, uh, one genre or one type mm-hmm. of game. Mm-hmm. So,
0: love it. Do you have an ideal? size is bigger, always better. Or is there a point at which you think? Oh, I don't think we want to be beyond that.
1: You know, I've taught I've talked to a lot of owners, um, about that, you know, and, and I've heard people, you know, say like, Oh, 50 is like the max. I never want to go over 50. You know, I never want to go over 200 or 500 or whatever it is. And, and for us, like we're just, we're just not that you know like like if if lost boys naturally grows to like 800 or thousand or six thousand then that's what lost boys was meant to do you know what i mean like yeah like i I believe in like the whole like intuition trust your gut like all that stuff right like like all the signs are there you know Mm -hmm. um and 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 once you start holding yourself you know like like to well, we're just going to be 250. We, we just hit 250. Like we can't do anything else after this. Like, yeah. yeah, And you start holding yourself back from growing, you know, like not only as a person, but also like as a company and also having like your studio directors or your other directors like growing as well, you know? So we always want there to be growth, you know? Um, So again, like we could be a thousand or 10,000, which I think if we were 10,000, we'd have to probably call ourselves lost nation at that point, you know? So it's a lost (laughs) place. (laughs)
0: That's right. That's right. You're you're a small country at that point. Yeah. Uh, Man. Okay. So question number five. This is our kind of fun, creative question for you right up your alley. So we're going to play Back to the Future. Okay. You get to hop into a DeLorean. You get to go back to your past. We're not there necessarily to change anything, but Mm -hmm. you have the opportunity to pass along a message to your younger self. When would you go back in your life and what message would you deliver to that younger version of you?
1: <sighs> um, so when I was applying to college and when I was, you know, whatever that age it is, you know, junior, you know, you know, junior, 17, senior 18, year, right? like trying to figure out, you know, what you were doing in life or figure out for college, my parents always, always heard it from like my family and friends of just like, you know, I know he's going to art school, but make sure he takes a business course because (laughs) he's going to need it later on when this art thing doesn't work out, you know? And, and so, you know, for me, you know, like my philosophy was like, there is no other choice. There is no, there's nothing else. Like this is a do or die situation. Like there's Mm -hmm. no coming back from it, you know, like I'm going and that's it. Like that's the determination. Um, and that's, why I work a lot of hours and stuff like that. But you know, like, if I, like if I could meet that, that kid, you know, like I'd be like, stay strong, you know, keep dreaming and keep working hard and don't leave, don't lose sight of it because there's going to be days that there's going to be struggles and there's going to be days that you're going to doubt yourself. There's not only days, but weeks and even, even months. So make sure you just remember that your decision of not taking a business class is a damn good one. You can run a company without a business class. Business class, that's amen, sure. to amen to
0: that. Amen <laughs>
1: It's on-the-job training. That's what it is. That's
0: right. That's right. The way I've described it for me is probably somewhere to. to I've heard so many analogies. I'm like, it feels like you're building a boat at sea. Like you are, yes. you're, you're, you're like actively doing it while you're on the water. <laughs> And you're like, hey, guys, I think we need an engine. And you start building an engine. And they're like, well, uh, but that's the best way. You're intimately acquainted with all the elements of the business that way. That's uh,
1: awesome. That's yeah. that's so true. It is. It's great. You know. We all want to sit
0: in the harbor and make our perfect little boat. And I'm like, <laughs> most of the time, you get into your little dinghy, and then you're just building it as you're out there. Um, so, my friend, thank you for being here. This has been especially fascinating to me. Uh, I really appreciate your time and, and sharing your wisdom, your stories with us.
1: Cool. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Founders, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and hop into our monthly founder email so we can ensure you stay on the edge of peak performance and massive business results.